to those that were listening uh, the week before last. I am sorry, I should have done a podcast last week, but Easter kind of got in the way. And so how many hot cross buns did everyone eat? And how much chocolate did you take away from your children when they weren't looking and chuck in the bin? My answer to that is a lot. No, I said that this week I'll be speaking about open plan places, but I actually wanted instead to turn our attention to tiles. I had a situation with a client the other day um, and their builders, builders that I hadn't, I don't have anything to do with these builders, they're not builders that I normally work with and they're not builders that I um, put forward, they were already in place when I came to the job. And um, they've had some issues with regards to tile choices that the builders weren't aware of and that the builders don't have much experience of. And there's been sort of quite a few questions going back and forth. The fact that some tiles are small and are going to take longer to lay and some tiles are artisan, therefore they're a bit harder to lay if a, if a tile is not that used to them. And so I just thought it might be worth actually taking some time to look at tiles um, and by tiles, I'm talking about bathroom tiles. There's so many things to consider that can both trip you up on the design side and also trip you up when it comes to your builders, not giving them enough information or not providing them with the right tools that they need to do a really good job. Similarly, there's quite a few things that your tiler might complain about due to actual lack of experience on their part rather than you getting something wrong or providing something wrong. The main backdrop of any bathroom, you are pretty much talking tiles. Unless you've got a huge, huge bathroom with, you know, a standalone bath and this, that and the other and the only place you have tiles is behind your shower or maybe you don't, maybe you have some beautiful bookend marble and if you do congrats because you're basically living the dream but most of us have tiles and when it comes to tiles if you want to really elevate your bathroom and really make it look expensive I really do think it's worth investing some money in at least one of your tile choices in that bathroom and if you're investing money in your tile choices you do not want any mistakes to waste that money or any mistakes to make those tiles not shine like they should. So I think tiles are really important and I think it's also important to sort of know what you're getting into with regards to what tile you're purchasing. I do think it's worth spending money on tiles not just because they look beautiful and expensive if you spend money on them but also if you go too cheap on tiles you're going to find that they crack more easily when being laid most likely because they're thinner and also the finish on them, the sort of colours and patterns are just lacking something. You also might find discrepancy between different boxes where colours don't quite match. Having said that about boxes though, you do also want to check this with more artisan tiles and anything that's natural stone because you want those tiles from the same batches. Different batches can have slightly different tones, different colourations, especially if they're done in a more bespoke way or it's a natural product. So you can confirm this with the supplier whenever you buy your tiles. And then generally, the golden rule is get a sample. Tile samples really are so important. I know so many of us are really impatient and I am really impatient and I hate having to get samples and wait for them before making choices, but um, it's a game changer because you may find something that's cheaper than an alternative um, and when you get the sample you may be absolutely pleasantly surprised but at least you haven't bought 
10 boxes of them. Also, I find that the coloration is very different online versus um, in the flesh with tiles. So where to kick off? Kind of already done that, but let's bring it back round to the start again and have a think about the different places traditionally in bathrooms that we actually put tiles. So we've got all the obvious places behind your sink, behind your shower, behind your bath and on the floor. I'm not a big believer in tiles behind sinks unless it's actually a whole wall. I'm not very keen on just this small little line of tiles behind a sink. I think it looks quite dated. And I think that there's two, there's two reasonings to use tiles. One is to protect from water and the other one is just to look good. And you've got to get a balance between those two. I think bathroom paint is so good nowadays and there's so many new clever materials. You can almost always choose tiles for looks now rather than necessarily functionality. And that means you don't necessarily need tiles behind your sink. A backsplash of marble, if you've got a marble countertop, sure. In that scenario, it would probably look a bit weird without, so you do want that. This little line of tiles, I'm just not keen on the, the bathroom paint will do a perfectly good job. Similarly, you don't want to tile a whole bathroom, especially not in metro tiles. Let's, let's not go there again. Um, if you wanna change it, it's gonna be very expensive to take those tiles off. And also, you just don't want tiles up to the ceiling. It's just in the whole room. I don't think it does a room any favors whatsoever. And it costs a load of money. It costs a load of money for the tiler and it costs a load extra money for the tiles. So I think be mindful of where you're tiling and where you need to tile and then be mindful of what tiles you're using. So let's maybe talk about floors first. I mean, there's so much to talk about. I'm finding it hard to sort of get it in a cohesive way, really. So let's start at floors and we'll work up. So floors, you've got your underfloor heating that most of us have now, most of us want. And something to bear in mind with that is if you are tiling in a Victorian property, say, and your builder has put down boards to tile onto, you want to, or maybe you're doing it yourself, you want to use FlexiGrout. That'll help with any movement that the old house might give after. Similarly with new builds, actually, there's a lot of settlement that goes on. So FlexiGrout is always a good idea. And when it comes to floor tiles, obviously you want a bit of grip. You don't want them to be super duper slippy when you get out of the shower so that you like break your neck it's a it's a crazy number of household accidents happen slipping in the shower <laughs> you don't want to be one of those people so if you're having tiles all the way into your shower let's say then it's even more important that they're not slippy you could go for a really small mosaic tile and there the grout because it's also close together that creates the grip in itself Make sure the tiles that you're using on the floor are also meant for the floor. This is really important with floor, not so much with wall, because obviously on the floor they're being walked on and also they will normally have a bit more grip because of health and safety really. So they'll be made to be walked on and not to be slipped on. But they are thick, like they are really thick and they are hard to cut. 
I've actually worked with builders lately who are now going to charge extra if they know that these cement tiles are being used because they are a bitch to cut. Can't put it any other way than that. And they have to be sealed several times as well, which obviously takes time. They have to be sealed before they put down, they're put down, and then after they've been put down and grouted, they have to be sealed again. So you have to buy the sealer, and then someone has to do the sealing, wait for the sealing to you know, absorb or what have you, and then lay them and then seal them again. So it's quite a big rigmarole. So bear that in mind, you're going to definitely add time, but you're also probably going to add cost and you do need to seal them. If you don't seal them, the colours going to go all weird. And another thing to bear in mind actually is that the sealer often changes the colour a bit too. We, we put down some blue ones the other day and they went a lot darker once the seal had, had been put on, which was fine, but it could have been a problem. Um, so yeah, that's something to, to bear in mind. There, there's a lot of alternatives nowadays with for these patterns that aren't the thick cement tiles. I think Tops tiles are doing a few now, and and if you look around online, you'll find similar. But I mean, hey, if you've got the budget and you've got the time, then go for it. Obviously, you're going to find the best colors and the best patterns um, in the originals. Marble on on floors, large marble tiles, I find I find a bit cold. And a bit scary with wet feet. I mean, I don't really relish like a white knuckle ride trying to get out the bath, holding on so tight through fear of like cracking your head open. Having said that, large tiles are favourable if you want to keep the cost down. The larger your tiles are, obviously the faster they go down, whether wall or floor. So if you are under time pressure and you don't want your tiler to give you a massive quote, choose larger tiles simple as patterns as well will will put the price up because laying tiles in a certain pattern like for example the hexagon not hexagon sorry the um the like chevron pattern it looks really cool but it takes longer and and it's harder for them to work out as well and that that takes a bit longer so so again your your price is going to come back higher so let's talk about the other sort of trendy tiles at the moment. You've got the Z-Ledge tiles, which are stunning. They come in such a beautiful range of colours and they're all lovely and shiny and glossy um, because they've got a lovely glaze on them. And they're sort of artisan tiles, so they're not flat. They do have movement in their surface, which I find really beautiful. They reflect light in a lovely way. And they're great because they come in so many different colours, you really can sort of create your own. And you can even choose the shapes that they come in. I've got a company that I always work with is Mosaic Del Sur, and they have loads of colours. You can choose the shape, you can choose the size. It's almost like making your own tile, but you do have to take into account they do take a while. I think it's like six to eight weeks normally, and the shipping is a lot. Like, bear in mind... Yeah, tile shipping is always quite expensive, especially when they're coming from somewhere like Italy. You can expect to pay anything from, you know, 50 to 120 quid carriage, depending on obviously how much you're ordering. And definitely factor in that it is going to take about six to eight weeks for those tiles to come. Mosaic Delsa, actually, they have an in-stock area on their website that you can check out and they will have... They will say they're what they've got in their factory, which is quite handy if you're tight on time. You don't want to wait for ages, but you do want some of these lovely tiles. Some tilers don't like to lay them because they are slightly different thicknesses and the backs of them aren't completely flat, which just makes life a bit trickier for a tiler. Any decent tiler won't have a problem. They just might charge you a little bit more because it would take them a little bit longer. 
But if you find a tiler that's not very experienced in laying sort of more artisan tiles, you might find they sort of raise an eyebrow and tell you that your tiles are uh, a crap because they're not going on straight, which is actually something that I have had in the past. And that's not true. The tiles are wonderful. The tiler just doesn't have the experience to confidently lay them. So let's also talk about grout. Um, people don't always... Well, I think you get two types of person. You get the person that thinks, that gets really excited over a coloured grout and goes crazy. Um, and suddenly you get red grout everywhere. And then you get the person that never even thinks about the fact that they have a colour choice with grout. I don't think, unless you really want to make a statement, choosing a coloured grout, maybe in a kid's bedroom, um, a kid's bathroom, it might be cool. But on the whole, I find it a little bit too in your face, obviously you know, it's it's down to preference. But um, the only coloured grout, actual coloured grout, sort of I've done in the past, is with a bottle green tile and a black grout, which I do think looks really smart, but not the best when it comes to upkeep. Black grout does start discolouring, it does go a bit white, depends if your area is hard water or not. So have a think about that if you are thinking about using black grout. Um, I wouldn't use black grout on the floor because just like any dark flooring, it will show up dust and um, it will show up watermarks too. But when it does come to floor grouting, I would always go for an off-white or even a grey, pale grey, depending on your tiles and what fits because what you don't want is to have a white and then wherever the main traffic is on the floor, that white is going to get discoloured over time. So you'll have a moment in a sort of year when you're sitting on the toilet and you're looking at the floor and you realize how white the grout is around all the edges but walking up to the sink and walking through the door area it all looks a bit grubby and then you either need to get your scrubbing brush out and an awful lot of bleach or you need to regrout which is just a bit of a pain if you go for an off color from the beginning that's going to take a lot longer to happen and or hopefully it might not happen at all and when it comes to general upkeep, remember, if you've got things like natural stone and marble, you're not going to be able to use the harsh kitchen chemicals on there. Um, I know a lot of us are turning away from those at the minute anyway, which is great. But I also know that a lot of people like to sort of have real hardcore cleaning products in use when it comes to a bathroom. Also, if you're doing your nails in there and things like that and you spill nail varnish remover on the floor or anything acidic, or if you're dyeing your hair, maybe um, that marble or any porous stone is going to soak that up like nobody's business. So bear that in mind when you're choosing your tiles. Similarly to the cement ones as well, you do need to be careful. Even if you have sealed them, you do need to be a bit careful. And I feel the really undersung parts of tiling that make a huge difference to the overall look are both the mastic and the edging um the tile trim sorry the tile trim so you don't always need tile trim but generally if your tiles are ending somewhere that's not a sort of door frame or a floor they don't have a natural ending you want some sort of tile trim and you want to pay attention to what that tile trim is uh, with regards to colour and material. Nowadays, and actually even Topps tiles have a great range of different coloured tile trims that can almost, you can almost fit it with sort of any tile really. They have colour ones, they have, like I would say always go for metal over plastic 
always. They have textured sort of metal ones. They have gold. They have ones that look like stone. And they have loads of colours. Um, this is just going to finish your tiling off to a T. You don't want to see the edge of tiles ever. Um, that's not that's not a look you want to go for. It doesn't look good. It looks unfinished. It looks cheap. It looks like someone's just bodged the job. So pay attention to your trims and making your trims match your tiles. And then also when it comes to mastic, get a mastic man in. I mean, they, they sound like superheroes. Mastic man literally are superheroes. I mean, you get a good mastic man and you you can thank me later. You You will see what the difference is. I mean, I feel like I'm not too bad on the whole DIY front of doing mastic, but seriously, you get these guys in, they are utter pros. And not only are they pros at actually putting it down, they're pros at color matching. So they will match that mastic to your tiles. The last thing you want is a lovely tile joining, I don't know, some painted wall that isn't white. And then you've got this bright gleaming white line of mastic. Um, it just is just such a shame when I see that. I hate it. So it's something to think about and something to know that you can get a million billion different colors of matstick. You can even mix them up on site so that they match into either your stone or your tile, wherever you're doing matstick, really. While we're here, I just want to touch again on the thickness of the tile and why that's going to be important. I wouldn't order based on thickness, but I would have the thickness that you're going to end up with in mind because that's going to affect your threshold from whatever room you're going to and from with your bathroom. And if you don't want to step into your bathroom or not even a step, just like a really inconvenient rise to bump your toe on in the night, you, you do want to think about that and you want to think about it fairly early on because you can get the floor to accommodate. It adds up quick once you've got your underfloor heating and then you've got your adhesive and then you've got your, your, you know, your tile, everything else. It does add up quick. It seems like they're only a few mils, but they soon, they soon add up. Also, if you're mix and matching tiles a lot, like we're seeing that quite a lot at the minute and it can look really cool. We just did a shower where... It was one color tile, about uh, two thirds, and then the top third was a different color, a different type of tile, different color. And it looks really cool, and you can really have a great time sort of playing around with that. But you, you again, you want those tiles to basically be the same thickness, otherwise you're really, you're going to give your tiler a heart attack, poor guy or girl. So that's another, that's another situation in which to really consider your tile thicknesses. Also, when you're buying your trims when you're buying your trims, because trims come in different in different thicknesses for different tile thicknesses. So bear that in mind as well. Get a little bit mathematical and write all those figures down when you're when you're ordering all this stuff in. So I really like I like light bathrooms and and by that I mean I like going for light colours in bathrooms when it comes to the tiles. Unless you've got maybe a small powder room or something like that, going dark could be quite moody and cool. But So what about choosing colours and matching tiles together? I think the only sort of main rules that you want to steer clear of is having anything too bright and jarring or contradictory together unless you're really, really looking to make an impact. And if you're using different colours, I would say keep them tonally the same. And if you're using different patterns 
remember and bear in mind that a stone pattern, say on a marble, or rather a stone striation on a mar on a marble, is pretty much in itself a pattern too. So if you're going for a patterned floor and then a mar marble wall tile with a lot of striations there, that is going to act as a pattern itself. So you want to maybe match a larger pattern with a smaller pattern rather than two large patterns or similarly two small patterns. Multiple small patterns together are going to make a room feel very busy with nowhere to sort of rest your eye. It's not going to feel peaceful or serene at all. You're not going to have a nice long soak in your bath. You're going to feel kind of on edge with a load of tiny, tiny patterns all buzzing around you. It's a bit like having um, area rugs in the same room. You want you want some contrast there, but then also you want something to hold them together. So generally that's either the tone holds them together, the colour tone, um, but then the, the, the patterns you want quite different. So like a geometric and a floral or and a kind of, sort of natural stone striation and a smaller pattern that comes in the form of, um, you know, like a mosaic textural pattern rather than an actual drawn sort of pattern. Um, you, you want some juxtaposition there, but then, like I say, you also want something to anchor them together, and that normally would be the tone. And the other way that you can make pattern without having pattern. So if, if you so if you really love the idea of having an all white bathroom, but then you think, oh, is that going to be a little bit dull? Then you can look at pattern when it comes to the texture of the tiles. So like the tiles I was speaking about earlier, the sort of artisan tile that don't have a flush, smooth finish to them. They have some natural lumps and bumps. Um, and that reflects light in a, in a number of ways. So it creates that texture and it creates interest, even though the wall is white. Similarly, if you introduce pattern with regards to how you're laying your tile, uh, we've, we've for a long time, everyone has sort of gone with a brick lay, which is where each line, well, it's like bricks on a house. And a lot of the metro tiles are laid in this, were laid in this way. But now I'm seeing a shift, sort of stack lay, where the tiles are laid exactly, exactly on top of each other. So all the lines just straight, straight, straight across, straight, straight, straight down. And you can have a stack lay portrait or a stack lay horizontal. So if you've got a rectangle tile, the stack lay portrait is for them all neatly lined up, sort of like matchsticks standing up on end. And the horizontal, you guys probably already know this, but just in case, the horizontal is lengthways. Another way of laying that I quite like... Um, I quite like at the minute I've actually got it on my fireplace on my fireplace hearth is the crosshatch so that's when you have two tiles going portrait and then next to them so your tiles would want to be rectangles basically two tiles going portrait side by side and then next to that two tiles going landscape these are just some really nice ways to add some interest if you've got more of a plain tile. If you don't want to go full on pattern, but you just want some sort of texture and a bit more sort of visual stimulus, then, then just, just going with a straight brick tile. Joining up your wall shower and your floor, um, your floor and your wall shower tiles 
so that they're all the same pattern or print or color is a really great way to make a room feel bigger and also make ceilings feel taller as well. Um, your eye sort of doesn't notice where that floor to wall join begins and it really, really brings a room together. I think tiles that you can really, you know, that you want to touch, those kind of tiles, they really they really make a bathroom feel luxurious and they really make it feel expensive and you don't necessarily have to spend a huge amount of money on achieving that. You can choose your smallest area that you need to tile and spend the money on those tiles and then get a slightly cheaper tile elsewhere if you need to make budgets work. And that that's going to bring up the whole room. And remember, if you don't want to use tiles nowadays, but unless you have a shower, well, there's a lot of different options now with the showers. There's the cement um, options, and there's also sort of um, screens you can get, like plastic. Are they plastic? They're glass, glass, plastic, sort of color screens you can get. I'm not the biggest fan of them. But if you wanted your shower to just look like the rest of the room painted, there are options out there for you. A, f a bathroom can easily have floorboards. Um, I have bathroom. Um, I have floorboards. I have bathrooms in my floorboards. I have floorboards in my bathroom, and I have painted them. But you could have them natural. I think it really gives a lovely, warm feel if you have a standalone bath with floorboards. I think I really quite love that. So you you don't have to go crazy with the tiles or get tiles at all if you don't want to. And when it comes to a number of tiles to use, as in um, a number of different styles, I really wouldn't go above two. Um, three at the absolute push, but the third one has to be in a smaller... There has to be a hierarchy to the tiles. There has to be one main tile, then a supporting tile, and then if you really feel the need to add another, then a feature tile that that doesn't feature that much. Maybe they're an edging or maybe it's um, uh, maybe it's inside an alcove or, or something like that. But I really wouldn't go above three different styles of tiles in one bathroom as an absolute max. So there you have it. That's my complete, pretty much, brain dump on my current thoughts on tiles. And I'm sorry if it's, all, if it's a bit all over the place, but there really is so much to think about and it's quite hard to put it all in a good order because everything kind of affects everything else but I think my main main point is to really think about all of it before you buy any <laughs> because more often times than not tiles cannot be returned and let's not forget about the extra 10% for breakages and cuts always add extra you don't want to run out mid tile and then your tiler will vanish and then you will have to try and get him back to to tile some tiny little area that's left in your bathroom when you've waited another two weeks for your tiles to come. So I hope that's help, helpful. If there are any other questions about tiles that I can answer or be of service to help with, by all means, let me know. You know where you can find me on the Facebook group, Ain't Nobody Like a Homebody, and on my Instagram, Studio LFF. You can find links to any of this on the website which is lufatusifindlay.com and I hope to see you again soon. <laughs>